Hey everyone, welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about new and upcoming video games, as well as who they are and what they do behind the scenes. In this episode, I talk with Dave Marsh from Zojoy about Argonus and the Gods of Stone, a first-person adventure game steeped in Greek mythology. For more information about the game, you can check out the links in the description on YouTube or in the show notes for this episode on DarkStation.com. There you can also find the original DarkCast as well as video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at DarkStation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at DarkStation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Darkcast interviews. I'm Jonathan Miley. Joining me today is David Marsh. How are you doing, David? Hey, good. You can call me Dave. Dave. All, good. all right. Yep. Fantastic. Um, well, Dave, thank you for being on the show with us. We are here to talk about uh, Argonus and the Gods of Stone. Argonus. Yep. Argonus. Argonus okay. and the Gods of Stone. Yep. Okay. No, no uh, hard O there. Good, good, no, good but <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about changing it to that, but we just stuck, we just stuck with Argonus. Yeah. Okay. Like the Argo. So. Fantastic. Uh, so before we get into the game itself, uh, let's talk a little bit about who you are, kind of what you do on the game, uh, a little bit of your background. So, so who are you, Dave? Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, I, uh, I guess I'm the founder of um, a very small indie company called Zojoy. Um, people ask me like how, where that name came from, and it was just uh, I spent four hours on a name generator trying to get a five-letter name that I could get a .com and like the way it looked. So I thought that was pretty fun. Um, I wish there was more behind it, but uh, there's not. Um, yeah, you know, I started in the game industry in 1984, um, making games for um, the Apple II and the Mac in black and white doing artwork and design. And uh, so the first game I ever kind of worked on was this uh, Apple II version, a port for a game called Wizards of War, which was an arcade game back in the 80s. Um, and then uh, met a, a friend who uh, was making, who was a programmer, and they were working on um, first-person adventure games for um, this new thing called the Mac, right? In, uh, in, you know, in black and white. And so they were working on a game called Deja Vu and Nightmares Comes True. And uh, it was a, you know, film noir kind of 1940s detective game. And, um, and so they lent me a Mac and uh, I, um, because I was a big Dungeons and Dragons guy, I uh, created a game called Shadowgate with uh, my friend Carl Ruloffs. And, um, and then they gave me a job. And from there, I just went on to continue to do artwork and ports of Shadowgate, did artwork for new games called like the, the Uninvited and Deja Vu 2, and uh, ported those games to every platform under the sun back in the days, you know, like Apple II and uh, Commodore 64, Commodore Amiga, Atari ST, PCs, obviously. And then those games became very popular on the Nintendo 
the NES, the original NES. And so <clears throat> um, then I worked on a bunch of uh, SNES titles uh, for um, for Warner Brothers, a uh, bunch of games, uh, Roadrunners, Death Valley Rally, uh, Daffy Duck, Marvin Missions, Bugs Bunny, uh, things like that. And so uh, at that point, I moved on to becoming a, just a producer. And then our company got bought by Viacom. And then he worked on a lot of Beavis and Butthead stuff, which um, actually is um, a lot more fun than it sounds. Or maybe it does sound fun. It was great. Uh, and a number of other games. And then went on to work. Um, I moved to Virginia. Uh, worked on massively multiplayer games, um, Aliens Online, Starship Troopers, some other things. Um, and then left that industry uh, for a while. And... Um, yeah, and then came back in, I guess, uh, 2012, started Zojoy, reacquired the rights to all my past, you know, those past McVenture games, Shadowgate and all that, Sherlock Holmes, Consulting Detective, and um, kickstarted Shadowgate and uh, remade that. So it's kind of where I am today. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, Shadowgate was obviously kind of a, a remastering, a reimagining. Right. of um the original game but uh Argonus is like fully new not a remake of anything right it's right cool <clears throat> very cool yep uh, did you uh did you go to school for any game design or uh... I did not okay. I did not I was just uh I I meant the first uh the first game well I had a game machine I think it was a uh, an old TSR an old Radio Shack uh, machine mm. PC and I was just um I just fell in love with the really, really crappy um, art program that was on it, which was, <laughs> you know, you use a joystick to grab a pixel color, move it up onto the center of the screen, drop it. And no, you couldn't drop two of the same color. You'd have to go back down to the bottom again, <laughs> click it, go back up to the top and leave. And so uh, really, I just I was just kind of self-taught, you know, understanding, you know, how to use um, pixel art to go ahead and create things that look interesting it was a lot, a lot, a lot more difficult to create people that looked alive when you were working on, like later, um, on PCs when the only four colors you had were black, white, cyan, and magenta. And so you learned, you learned how to go ahead and work within these small, you know, these really restricted color palettes. And mm -hmm. I think it helped me in the long run. But uh, no, no, uh, no traditional stuff other than taking i mean some art courses and and design you know drawing courses and things but mm. for the most part nothing there so okay. uh do you generally do all of the art <clears throat> for the, the games or i do not okay i do not i um i you know i think it was somewhere around 1989 or 1990 that i stopped um doing uh the majority of the art just because after a while um you know your, your job just kind of evolves and you start art directing and then you start hiring people that are so much better than you are. And you just say, why am I still doing this? Uh, for Shadowgate, I mean, I did some stuff. I did, um, you know, some UI work and, and other things. But um, in an Argonus, um, I, uh, again, you know, kind of we'll, we'll get in there and um, and do do some some small things, uh, UI stuff. and. Okay. But for the most part, um, that's just beyond me at this point. You know, I spend way – I just spend the majority of my time writing and designing. And for for example, like Argonus is, is heavy on um, 
on voiceover. And so, um, you know, I spend a ton of time writing that and, uh, you know, so yeah, not a lot of art. Just out of uh, curiosity, who did the, um, uh, kind of, I guess, banner art for the eight bit, uh, anthology that you guys did. Yeah. You know, that was, um, so that company, uh, abstraction, Mm-hmm. Um, they did the ports um, for for those for the for the eight bit anthology, and also uh, they published um, Shadowgate, the reimagined Shadowgate on the consoles. Um, and so, I'm not sure who in their you know within their company that that did that or where they hired it out, but um, it's got that same great feel, right? Yeah. Of the the old uh, Chemco Seika um, boxes, um, which of course we wanted we wanted to you know do. I actually tried to find out who that artist um, originally was that had done the artwork on the NES boxes mm. for Shadowgate Deja Vu and Uninvited. And, uh, but Seika is no longer around and all the folks that I knew at Chemco um, are gone. And so but the, the new folks I'm working with uh, there at Chemco are great, but any of that old stuff is who knows. So gotcha. yeah, I'm not the... really sure who did the, re- the remake. That's fine. I was just going to say if it was you, hats off, because uh, that's one of my favorite, like, just kind of still pieces with the Grim Reaper and Lady with, you know, just a pistol pointed at you. It yeah, just it yeah, yeah. has a wonderful, you know, 80s, early 90-ish, but mostly 80s vibe that's just gorgeous. So hats off to that person, wherever that person is. <laughs> that's cool. But it's uh, it's fun, you know, and I think that's one of the best parts about, um, about you know, just the internet in general is the amount of the number of people you can find to work on, um, who are interested in working on, on, uh, on your project. Um, for the example, for the, for Argonus, you know, we've got, um, you know, it's 3d obviously. And in my 3d art, our artist, Adam Mixner is just phenomenal. Um, but I also wanted a 2d element. So, uh, I just, I found this, this guy, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, he lives in, um, South America. His name is Nabetsi and he's just amazing. And so, um, just finding people that, that can add a different style or something that I'm really looking uh, for is, um, is just, it's probably the best part of the job. Just finding people that have that, you know, that style and, uh, easily finding them on art, you mm-hmm. know, on deviant art or art station. It's just, it's a great, it's a great thing. So, so yeah, so I to go back to the thing, uh, I don't do a lot of art anymore, okay. and I'm not sure exactly who um, recreated those NES titles, but okay. they're great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let, let's get into the game itself. Um, yeah. So I guess starting off, just what's kind of the, the elevator <clears throat> pitch? What What is Argonus? Right. <clears throat> right, so to kind of just give you, uh, I'll just pull back just a little bit. So right, so you've seen, you've seen the reimagining of Shadowgate? I've seen, seen the, the game. Trailer. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was um, that was a 2D game, right? Where we added three some 3D elements to it, a lot of particle effects, things mm-hmm. like that. And and the goal there when we created Shadowgate was um, the new Shadowgate. We'll just call it the new Shadowgate. How's that? <laughs> and uh, you know, was that we we were trying to find that bridge between the players that loved it on the NES, which is basically the fan base. I mean, there are people that love to play it on the Apple II or or you know, the Mac or whatever, and the Atari ST, and that's fine. But really, it's those people that, um, you know, when it came out on the NES, it was so different. So there's this there's this really big fan base of that. So trying to find, um, you know, kind of a style that was somewhere in between, um, 
you know, that, that old 2D game and then something that's starting to move towards 3D. And then when we hit Argonus, we were in 3D. And so um, we just we didn't want to go ahead and do when we created Shadow, the new Shadowgate, we didn't want to do anything that really felt so um, radically different. Mm-hmm. We wanted there to be a comfort level. Hey, I remember this. And there we went ahead and redid a lot of the rooms. The story in general is the same, but we changed a ton of puzzles. We added new rooms. We we altered things. But and and I think that that was kind of the, you know, where you're kind of bridging, bridging that gap, right, Just between nostalgia and comfortability, mm-hmm. and like bringing it kind of into into modern gaming. But it still had that kind of classic feel, but at the same time, um, you know, that reimagined you know, gritty art style that we always wanted to do. So mm-hmm. when we got to Argonus and we were, we, you know, we were working on Beyond Shadowgate at the same time, but that team kind of, we had two teams going, we had Beyond Shadowgate and then we were going to start Argonus. And so, um, and so we had to, uh, for the moment, shelve, um, you know, Beyond Shadowgate um, for a little bit so that we could concentrate. Well, we had one team, so we were going to work in Argonus, but um, so that gives you an idea of where we got there. But um, for me, it was I always loved uh, the films of the 60s and 70s I grew up on, which were things like Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger and um, Cl- uh, Clash of the Titans mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, game, you know, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, these types of movies. Did you have you ever seen any of those? Uh, when I was a kid, I haven't seen yeah, sure. uh, Jason and the Argonauts or Clash right. of the Titans at all. <clears throat> so. I always loved that type of Greek mythology, mm-hmm. the monsters behind it. And so, um, you know, there's still, there aren't a lot of people that are, that are making adventure games, at least not making first person adventure games anymore. Um, mm-hmm. there are companies that, um, you know, like Campo Santo that are doing, uh, you know, walking Sims with a great storyline. Um, and then, you know, there were some kind of first person kind of choose how you want to, you know, kind of your next step things with the, uh, the, um, <clears throat> the telltale games right. like walking dead and things. So, uh, you know, we really want to just continue to work on, on adventure games and, uh, the idea of, of making something based on, you know, something I loved as a kid just sounded interesting. And I hadn't seen a, a Greek God adventure game before, at least not in third, I'm uh, sorry, not in first person. So, sure. um, that's kind of how it started, you know, and we just started brainstorming what it would be and how, you know, uh, what the plot would be and uh, how we, you know, how we would radically change to go from 2D to 3D and how we would do the, you know, strip down the UI and to make a more of an immersive experience. So that's pretty much how it started. So I guess that would be like 2014. I think okay. we kicked it off. So I guess it's been five years. So very small team, you know. <laughs> So, so what is so the game is a, a first person adventure right. game, kind of harkening right. back to, um, yeah, I guess I don't know, maybe the the strongest standpoint. I mean, obviously this this looks like it has free movement and everything. It's it's not like Mist really, Correct. but I feel like that might be the strongest anchor point for somebody that doesn't yeah. really know this type of game. Right. Um. So, uh, so I guess what. In general, like, what's the gameplay like? What are, right. what are you kind of doing? And what is the game? Right. So let's take something like, um, you know, the Cyan stuff. I mean, I love the Mist and Riven and all of that. Most of those games um, are a solitary experience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, have you played them? Have you played any of those no, games? No, I 
<laughs> but you know of them. Yes. So, uh, in most of those games, I probably are, have I, multiple copies of them, but I've never actually played them. <laughs> uh, and those games are where you, you know, and they're great games um, where you're solving the puzzles that you're solving are more. Um, I would say they're more environmental, right? Mm-hmm. They are. Um, you know, I come across this this great observatory, and and um, there are parts missing, and you know, how am I going to solve it? And so. Um, but they're usually more solitary games, um, you know, where I'm not really meeting a lot of people or or creatures or whatever. I'm solving some sort of mystery, but it is first person. And I'm pretty much on a very uh, limited path that I can walk. Right. I think you mentioned that. Right. And so uh, Argonus, you know, obviously there are boundaries. Um, you you wake up on an island and, um, you know, the Argo has been uh, you're part of the the Argo and it's been, you know, decimated on the on the shores of this island because of a, a siren's call and so you're just trying to figure out you know where you are and what you're going to be you know what you need to do and so um i've always liked that idea you know even back in the in the day when we started um our first you know adventure games in the 80s you kind of wake you usually wake up you wake up in deja vu in a in a in a uh, in a stall can't don't know who you are and uninvited, you wake up and you're, uh, you know, you've crashed the car. And in general, I like that because it gives you a fresh start. Of, I'm not ex- exactly sure what I'm doing here, and I'm going to slowly figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, it's a, it's a, it's obviously it's a 3D world. Um, you can walk any, you know, for the most part, you know, where where you want. Um, you have, uh, you know, your goal is, uh, you know, I guess, you know, the UI is very stripped down. So compared to Shadowgate, where you've got you know, seven or eight different commands that you can use here. You only have a couple, but that's all you need. Um, you examine objects in the wor- world, you take them, uh, you take them, you know, you, you, um, you have an inventory, uh, you use those objects on, on other things in the world, um, to make them move. You use them on gods, you use them on creatures. Um, you find, um, clues in one place you, put together, you know, ingredients to go ahead and create different, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I don't know, a master ingredient or something to go ahead and use later. Um, you know, so it's more of uh, interacting with things in the world, taking objects, using objects. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's less, it's not like puzzly, you know, in the sense that, um, you know, some adventure games or, or puzzle based games where you come across this, um, this device that you have to insert this one gear and then you come back later and then you have to insert the second gear and, you know, and that turns and changes the seasons or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's more of, uh, involved, Hey, you know, how am I going to get past this Cyclops? What am I going to do? What do, what do I need? And, um, you know, how, how do I use some of the other people and creatures and gods that I've met to go ahead and solve this particular puzzle? So, okay. Just out of curiosity, is the way that you get past the Cyclops by throwing a pie in its face? You do not okay. do such a thing. <laughs> but if we ever put that in, I'll give you uh, credits and royalties for that. Much um, appreciated. I'll, I'll but, give you my address for, for sending yeah. those. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's um, you know, it, it's really more of an immersive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, it is, you know, a, it feels a bit of a walking simulator because as you're going, cutscenes are happening as, mm-hmm. as you trigger them and and, um, you know, you're, you know, you're discovering what's happening on this island. And, uh, it's really, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a really unique, um, 
you know, unique experience. So. Okay. So, so it sounds like story is kind of the, the most important huge aspect here. It's, it's not, you've got puzzle elements, but it's not, it's not a puzzle game. Um, It's not a puzzle game per se in that, in that area. But Mm -hmm. I think you end up, I mean, there's, you know, you find dozens and dozens of objects in the game that you go through inventory and you use those and, you know, Hey, what is this? You know, what is that hanging, you know, hanging there from the tree? How Mm -hmm. how am I going to get that? Okay. So I'm using an object to get that. Now that I've got that, what does this object mean to me or to a God or to someone else? And then how do I use that? And so it's, um, and then we go and, and then we go back and re, you know, like you may come across, you know, these fighting skeletons or whatever. And then, you know, later you look at him and you go, why is that guy that, that battle is over? Why is that guy still standing there? Hmm. What, you know, I must be able to have to come back and, and use him again somehow. So it's, um, it's not like it's a one and done thing. Use a key on a door and then throw it away. So Hmm. it's, it's pretty neat. You keep coming back and back into elements that you had seen before. It's, it's pretty fun. Very cool. But yeah, it is very narrative. Um, you know, uh, it's just, just a ton of voiceover. It's everything's told, um, in third person. So it's told by Calliope, who's, um, the daughter of Zeus and, and a muse of, of poetry. And so as you, as you find objects, she explains them to you as if somebody was reading this epic poem of what's happening to Argonus. And so it's, um, it's really, uh, it's really neat in that way that it's not being, it's not like if you pick up an object, you know, it doesn't say, Hey, look, I found an object, but Calliope may say, you know, this, this necklace here bears the, the mark of Poseidon, okay. uh, surely, you know, this, this must mean something. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's told in that kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, I, I guess that, that voice that, um, you know, when I wrote it was kind of from the original Argonautica that, mm. uh, that was that epic poem. So, okay. Very cool. Uh, as, as far as going back to the puzzles a little bit, um, yeah. when designing those, I feel like, you know, when, when you go back to classic adventure games and even probably a lot of, um, a lot of current games that are emulating the classic adventure game sure, idea, sure. yeah, a puzzle may not actually be difficult <clears throat> because it's just combining a few items and then you stick it right. in the right place and then you're done. But the, the difficulty comes from the fact that a lot of those puzzles make no sense. Uh, right. One of the ones I love to point to is the um, uh, the longest journey. There's I, I, I the longer I go from playing it, the less I remember about it. But I remember it was like an inflatable duck in a canal, and you had to get some pliers, and there was like a band aid yeah, at no one sense. point, right. and sure. all of that to get like a key off some railroad tracks. <laughs> like it was makes no sense. Yeah. Right? Sure. So how do you go about actually? Uh, making some of these, uh, I guess, air quotes, puzzles, and uh, well, you know, is it more or less just putting items that make sense together and then putting them in a place in the world that makes sense? No, or how, think, how does that all work? It's a great, it's a great question. You know, what we did is, um, so my main, um, our main designer is a is a great designer. Her name is Sarah Watson, and um, I mentioned Adam, and we've got a great programmer, Thane Bowman, and. Uh, our audio is is awesome. It's it's Rich Douglas again, who worked on Shadowgate. Um, and you know, we when we were sitting around talking about it, and and you know, as a group, and especially with Sarah and and Adam, and we were talking about how we were going to go ahead and do this. We laid it out completely first as 
if it was a movie, hmm. right? And we said, okay, Argonus is going to wake up on the beach. And how are we going to end it? And which I'm not going to tell you, obviously. And so <laughs> we, we, we kind of walked through the whole thing about how we're going to do that. And how is, who is he going to talk to? And, and, you know, Athena plays a big part in it. And so we're like, okay, well, you know, what is she going to do? You know, what's she going to be telling us? And, and who are the other gods of stone? And, you know, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to interact with them? And so we worked out the whole storyline and then we said, all right, Let's talk about how we're going to get to our first god, which is in, in the game is Poseidon. And we just said, how are we going to get there? And, and what is it that Poseidon – why would Poseidon pay us any attention? And we started just talking about that. Well, what is it that – about Argonus that, that Poseidon would be interested in? Well, Argonus is a sailor. Okay, so how do we get from the fact that Argonus is a sailor and that Poseidon would recognize him? But how does he recognize him? You know, how do we get this statue to come to life, you know? And so we kind of went that way. So in the game, uh, there aren't, you know, there aren't, there isn't anything that's like a really obtuse puzzle because it, we, if we saw it in a movie, if it played out in a movie, how would it play out? So even in Shadowgate, there obviously are some obtuse puzzles you look at and go, how did you arrive at that? And I said, well, we arrived at that in 1989, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what you did. You know, you, there's two drawers. You're going to open up the drawer on the left. It's going to be a snake and the drawer on the right is going to teleport you to your death, you know? And it's just like, instead of doing that, let's just lay it out first as, as if it was a movie. And then we'll go ahead and, and find those key things and then say, what is the logical reason why this thing this person, this God, this monster would interact with me and how do I get what they have or what they want and, um, and how will I do that? And so does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Kind of how I describe that? Yeah. And when we do it that way, it keeps, you know, you don't get pliers, band-aids and, and keys, right. you know, because it just doesn't make any sense. And, and we just looked at what are the objects on this world? What would have come from the Argo? What would already be on this island? You know, who would have been living here? Um, you know, what were the what were the attendants doing? You know, in each of these temples, and how would we use maybe something from them to to get to to uh, to this next through this next uh, puzzle? So yeah. that's kind of how how it, it worked. And again, Sarah was great, and you know, working out most of that, but boy, we would beat each other up. That is, that is insane. We would just go, that's insane. There's no reason so-and-so would have this or whatever. So, um, it really is. There are no inflatable is. ducks on Greek no islands. No, there's not. <laughs> would they have made plastic? Oh, and that was the other thing. Cause Sarah's a huge Greek, you know, Greek mythology nut. Mm. And we would, I would just sit there and I would write, I would even write a word. I would write the word heavens. Like, I, you know, because I've done all this, all this writing for voiceover, you know, and she would go, not sure that that word is even said yet. It's a, you know, <laughs> Judeo-Christian word and blah, blah, blah. And we would go, OK, you know, and so but it's cool, you know, because yeah. you sit there and you want to make sure that it's authentic as possible. Sure. Um, in a very fantasy based world. Right? right. So but good question, because trust me, in the past, I've made. I mean, a bunch of those, especially in Uninvited, which most of the stuff makes no sense. But here, um, here, I would say this is the, the this is the best, um, most logical, fun game I've ever made. It's just it's just such a blast. Awesome. Um, going into the story, there's obviously, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Sarah's really big into Greek mythology and stuff like yeah. that. There's there's a ton of stories to pull from. 
Is this a wholly original story? Is this yeah. drawing from any specific stories? What? No. Okay. No, it's really original. We just said, you know, I, I, I read the Ar Argonautica and I was reading uh, that and I loved the idea of Jason and the Argonauts and what happened to Jason. And and so we started, we came up with an entire um, history of the Argo and kind of recreated it for ourselves, right? The Argo, right, was the ship made by Argus, the shipbuilder. And we just said, what if Argus had a son and he named him uh, Argonus? And uh, and then, you know, what was his story? Did he get on the Ar – how did he get on the Argo? What was Jason doing at the time, you know, before he became king? Um, you know, how does it – you know, how does it go into the Greek mythology of, you know, the Golden Fleece and all that? And so we actually thought all all of that through and then we said, all right, let's – and then let's wreck the Argo onto onto an island and then what happens there? And we love the idea of the fact that J, uh, that Argonus is is a sailor, but he's not a warrior, hmm. and he's a cartographer, which is where right, he makes maps, and he's a historian, and obviously a sailor. And so we just said this would be much more interesting than coming out like you know Jason who swings a sword with the best of them, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, just say, well, how how is this guy going to go ahead and grow as a hero and? And as a person or whatever, and at the same time, um, not be that prototypical, stereotypical warrior guy that ends up on there. So um, there is no there's in the game. There is no fighting. Okay. You know, it's an it's an adventure game of where you're kind of going. In fact, as you go and as you meet various gods and creatures and stuff, you have a journal. And Betsy did this great these great illustrations that come to life and. And it's told in first person, hey, this is what I just did, you know. Mm -hmm. So while the third person, while, you know, Calliope is is telling you the story as it unfolds in third person, you, when you write in the journal because you're a historian and draw in there, um, you know, you end up telling it from your standpoint. And there's there's clues in there as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So we found that's um, so. Yeah. So it's really yeah, it really is uh, original. I mean, we took our inspiration from those old movies. Um, and, uh, you know, but from, you know, other than that, it's really just, uh, um, you know, a new, a new type of storyline with a new character that is well new. So very cool. But good question. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as, um, Argonus goes, he's not a warrior, so you're not fighting, but he is a cartographer is, is map making like an actual part of the game. So making, uh, so what we do is we have a map. And so you can – it'll show you where you're at um, as you discover parts of the island. It reveals those areas of the island. So you get kind of a, you know, a fog there around it. Mm -hmm. um, any, any, uh, any interesting you know, scenes, I think there's about 15 or so locations, um, Argonus, they'll, they'll come up on the map. So if I just talk to Poseidon because I mentioned that before, um, after I talk to him, um, a little icon appears in the upper right-hand right corner that tells me to bring up my map. The map will show – will go ahead and reveal that area that Poseidon is in and will show that as a hotspot. I can go ahead and click on that or touch that or whatever, and it will go ahead and bring up um, – a, a, an illustration comes to life slowly, and Argonus talks about what he what he did. In fact, I found a voiceover mm -hmm. artist in um, – he was in Greece, and his name is Aristotle. It was just <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> So he does the voice, and as we originally talked about how the voice was going to sound, we were laughing because, um, you know, you can get a really thick Greek accent. It almost sounds um, 
uh, it just it it it, it almost sounds too too much, <laughs> and so we had, we were dialing it back and forth around till we found one that we really liked. So, yeah. um, um, but yeah, I forgot the question. What was the question? Um, as far as making oh, yeah, the, the map. map, so he right. uh, he's just so, kind of passively doing it off screen, and that's updating as part of the game as you go. Places. Well, yeah, you bring up the map and it appears and, and you know, I mean, um, as if he's drawing it as he goes. Mm, so he's right. basically drawing the map as, as he goes. And then that way you can go ahead and see where you've been, where you need to go to. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty neat. It's, a, I mean, it's a fun little, a little thing, but again, again, it's, it's part of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. It's part of the fact that, um, it's the way that you access, um, who, you know, uh, learn more about who you are. Arganus talks about a lot about what he, you know, what he did in the past, you know, as he confronts, as he talks about Poseidon, he's talking about, he heard a clue when he writes that down. So mm. you can go back and you can kind of, you know, re-listen to that and say, oh yeah, that was that thing. Okay. So we try to find and put those clues there. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Okay. So, so you're making this map of this, uh, Greek <clears throat> island. Yeah. Uh, is it an open... I hesitate to use the term open world because yeah. that carries so many connotations, but is right. it, is it a, a seamless environment that you're transitioning through or is it? <clears throat> there are, um, there are areas, okay. right? So, um, you move between, you know, between areas. So there are, um, loading screens every now and then, not a ton. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, you can move, you know, you can move up to the mountain sides and down to the, 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 the ocean or whatever. You can kind of move all around, you know, in, with freedom. So in that case, it's not quite the open world where, um, you know, we're designing, you know, we need, we need to have those areas, um, you know, those loading areas, just like, um, you know, most any other game that's not, you know, massively open world game. Um, but uh, the cool part is that we use those since we wrote this whole backstory um, you know, this massive backstory about who, how Argonus grew up. And even before he got to the island, we used those uh, loading screens to tell that story, hmm. which is really neat. And then as you progress through the, the game, um, then the, those things are added to this, the story and the loading screen. So, you know, at the beginning, you're learning about Argonus and his mom and his dad and all that and how he trained and how we met Jason and how he met Hercules and things mm -hmm. through the loading screen. And then as after you, you know, at certain point, you know, since you're pl playing the game, all of a sudden those things are added. So you're actually building this legend. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, that is neat. So, so it's a, um, not con continuous in that there's no loading screens, but it is one island. It's not a series one of island. levels that you're going through. No. You can kind of bounce between Go back areas. and forth. Right. Okay. Right. And then, you know, after a while we do, um, kind of give you, and I want, I don't want to. Uh, ruin anything but we do give you the ability to move very quickly hmm. between areas um just because look i i love adventure games too and so <laughs> we want to go ahead and make it you know at that point it's just like okay you've done this right. you've been here you've, you've gone back and forth you you say hey i remember back at the beginning there was a hydro what is it what you know how does that work and you, you go you know you're moving back and forth between levels and stuff but and level loads are, are really short i think okay. they're less than eight seconds so nice. So uh, I guess what what state is the game in now, and when are you guys looking to uh, release it? Um, actually, before before I, I go into that, okay. can I just tell you something else that's really cool? Absolutely. So, uh, and I'm just I'm just so excited about this. So, um, 
when I was working on Shadowgate, uh, I live in Charlottesville, Virginia, so uh, home of Thomas Jefferson and stuff, and um, just beautiful place to live. And and when I was working on Shadowgate, I, I hired a voiceover artist um, just for like five lines of, of text because we needed it for a cutscene. And her name is Betsy Brantley. And so um, and so when we talked about doing you know all this voiceover for Argonus, um, you know two two things were paramount is that. You're going to be hearing so much things like, you know, you're looking at a, you know, tis a pendant, you know, <laughs> with the, you know, that has that has uh, the mark of the gods upon it, and um, you're going to hear vo- this voiceover all the time. And I thought, if you're going to hear it all the time, it better you better love hearing this voice, right? <laughs> because I don't know if you probably played a lot of games that you went, oh my gosh, I can't listen to that voice anymore. You right. know, it's so, you know. And so I thought about Betsy because Betsy has this, um, this, like she puts a slight, you know, she puts a slight accent on her voice, but it sounds like, um, who played Gladriel in Lord of the Rings? Um, oh, um, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, I, I know Brain I said it a million times, a <laughs> exactly. And so when Kate Blanchett talks in Lord of the Rings, I'm like, I can listen to you. You just read the phone book, you yes. know. <laughs> and so when Betsy talks, and if you look at the um, the Argonus trailer, um, the second trailer, the one that talks about the downloadable content, okay, you can hear you can hear Betsy talking, and everything she says is just it's just awesome. And so I contacted her and I said, Hey, would you be interested in doing this? And she said, Sure. And so and she lives here in town. And um, Betsy was um, – so she was the mom in Princess Bride. She um, she was married to um, uh, that the director that um, did uh, Ocean's Eleven for quite some time, um, Sodenberg, is that yeah, Steven Sodenberg. Uh, she she was the the like the uh, walking model that they used for Jessica Rabbit and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and stuff. She's okay. been in a lot of stuff, yeah. but she's just got this great voice. And so she did um, all of our voiceover in the game, and she's she's fabulous. And then that voiceover. Um, I have this ton of this voiceover and I said, I said, what else, what else can we do with this? And so I went in and I wrote all the rest of the dialogue, all the rest of the text, which is basically, okay. So then, you know, Ar- you know, Argonus, you know, gets up, you know, th- those kind of, kind of texts, he moves from here to there. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just generalizing the fact that all the bits that were not part of cut scenes or examined texts or things like that. And we created this audio book. And so, um, it's four hours, almost four hours of, 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 um, basically the Argonus and Gods of Stone audiobook, which is the, the, um, the walkthrough of the game. And it's sure. fabulous. And so it's, I've never seen anybody put it out before. And I thought it was just a really, really cool idea. So rather than just, you know, if you're, you know, you can pop it in the car and listen to it and it's, and it's all Rich Douglas went in. And he added music to it and all the sound effects and all the voice modulation and all that. And it's really amazing. So if you get a chance, you can hear just like a little part of, of that on the um, – if you go to uh, the Zojoy site and um, you know look at the second DLC trailer, it talks about Rich's great you know soundtrack. Also, we've got Nebetsy's um, sketchbook, but also this, this really cool audio walkthrough, which is 
for people that just love audiobooks is going to be a great thing. Yeah, so. that is that is really neat. Is, is that part of the um, like the collector's edition or? Is, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's our special Olympus edition, gotcha. right? Which is going to include the art book, the mm -hmm. the the walkthrough and uh, audio walkthrough, and then Rich's soundtrack. So okay. it's just uh, it's just really neat for people that. Uh, just the fact to be able to have something like that is just neat. So sure, that is all that right. Is neat. Well, I wanted to tell you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're um, we're in we're in our beta, our team beta right now. Um, in about a week or two, we're going to go into closed beta with um, beta testers that we've used in the past, and some new people that are coming in. So it'll be a closed beta um, with hope of re releasing in September. So okay. it's looking it's looking really good. Awesome. Awesome. Well. Uh... Five years is a long time to be working on a game, so it's exciting right. that that's that close. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's um, it really is a long a long time, but it's really been a very very small team. Mm -hmm. So myself, um, you know, and Sarah, which I've talked to Adam, which is, you know, this guy that I met at at. Uh, at uh, do you ever go to like um, any uh, any um, like game conventions? comic conventions, things like that. Uh, I'm not. I, I live near Atlanta. You need to I think get the, out. You need I, to get I should. out. I should. Go to a wizard world like, or something. I don't like large groups of people, honestly. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, I met Adam there. He was um, a 3D sculptor for board games for creating dragons and other things. And um, he basically taught himself how to go ahead and do 3D stuff. And so he's been the main guy. So really, one, there's, there's Adam, one guy who's doing... Um, the majority, the vast majority of the artwork in the game. So it takes a long time. We've got, um, you know, we've got, uh, some other, some other guys that, that we brought on, um, uh, that are, um, are, you know, that are interns, uh, um, but, uh, Joel Ryan and Lula Lapore and, and, uh, Hugh Lee. And these, these are guys that, um, I found at George Mason university. They were part of the game design team, uh, or sorry, game design, uh, program, Mm -hmm. um, riggers, uh, animators, uh, just, just good guys. And so, uh, and then, um, you know, we've got really one main programmer, Thane Bowman. And so when you have this, I just want to give those guys shout outs cause they're sure. so, so good. Um, when you, when you have, um, such a small team, you know, a core, you know, the core team is about, you know, with, with rich on board too, is, is about five people and a, a few other guys that are doing things here and there. It just takes a long time. Yeah. So it's been amazing that, um, that they've stuck through it this, this long, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, long time, five years. Awesome. And we've had our, you know, we've had our things where we're kind of going in and out at first. I thought we were going to make the game for, for tablets. And so we had redesigned it, you know, to kind of work on tablets and then, um, just realizing, you know, that if you don't have, if you don't have stuff that, you know, microtransactions in your game, it's very, very <laughs> difficult to make money. And what am right. I going to do? Am I going to say, Hey, you've got to, you got, you get, you talk to Poseidon. If you want to talk to another God, pay another dollar. I mean, I'm never <laughs> going to do that. That's just, you know, it's like buy a torch in Shadowgate. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I hate those, those that type of thing. So, sure. um, so yeah. So it's it's uh, so we had some kind of we were kind of moving back and forth and and changing some things so that that took some some cycles but mm -hmm. yeah it's a good deal. Okay. Uh, when when was the uh, kind of tablet version like when in the the history of the game when when was that? <clears throat> it was right at the beginning. Okay. It was right at the beginning, and um, how it would work was because we 
because uh, it was going to put you on a track. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to move that we had these, these n- nodes. So if in the first area, there were maybe 10 nodes and they would all, if you wanted to move to that area, you would kind of, you'd kind of look in that direction and arrow would go and then you would walk mm-hmm. automatically. And then the camera would swing around. So you would look at things of interest or you can move the camera as you walked. But it, that, that lasted uh, probably a little longer than I hoped as far as, you know, in the, in the scheme of, of things. But, um, and then we just abandoned that and just said, we just need to, you know, Shadowgate had done pretty well on steam. And so we were like, we, we just need to go with PCs and, uh, you know, make a PC game and let's go ahead and free up the player to go ahead and walk wherever they want. So, sure. um, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, maybe, you know, an outside observer would go, why would you ever do that? But at the time, um, as we were developing and we were in the middle of developing Shadowgate on for tablets, um, it just seemed like the right thing. And then it, it was immediately clear, you know, a couple months down the road that, uh, we need to just go and, and make it a little bit more freeform, um, you know, uh, walking sim slash first person adventure. Very cool. Well, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, 2019, it might go, why would you want to do that? But 2014, we were, I don't know, finally convincing ourselves that you can have normal video game experiences on a, yeah. a mobile platform. Yeah. Um, you know, things like uh, Infinity Blade were coming out and we were getting yep. ports of, of older games. And you know, it was like, yep. hey, you can play a real game, not just Candy Crush. Uh, so, right. I, you know, I, I think you made the right choice in the end, but I, I can also understand. Well, and, you know, part of that then is we needed to go back into all the models that we had already made. Which we had uh, optimized for mobile, mm-hmm. and we just said, "Okay, well, you know, these fifteen thousand polygons are no longer going to work, you know, and we need to go ahead and up that mesh." And so, um, yeah, but but thanks for making me feel better. Actually, That's... you're right. It was five years ago. <laughs> was... Things were you know different and stuff, but yep. uh, it would have never it would have never worked. So, um, I think you know the biggest, the funnest, the most fun, the most fun that you know we as we look at this is from where we had come on Shadowgate, which we still love, obviously, and it, the, to to where this is now, you know, where Shadowgate with, you know, uh, you can do anything in that game. You can try to light anything on fire, right? You can do anything. Um, you know, the number of commands, the number of ways you can die, people love that. We, we were running for five, four years or so. We ran a death count on, um, you know, we were pulling death information from, from steam, you know, every time somebody died, we got that, we got a ping on that and we would post it on our site <laughs> and, you know, it was up to like, a, you know, 600,000 deaths or something, you know? And so ways of dying to Arcanist where you can't die. Okay. And the things that you're there, you're doing, um, you know, as, as you go, um, you know, are, uh, you know, the, the number of commands you have are perfect for the type of game it is to keep you within the, the storytelling and stuff so uh, you can examine you can take you can use that's it and so it's it's pretty neat awesome well any other uh platforms that you're aiming for whether they're on <clears throat> pc like gog <clears throat> epic or you know, consoles so, or anything like right that? so um the game is currently sitting at gog um to see if they're they're interested okay. um so I'm waiting. To, um, in fact, I'm supposed to hear from them this week. Um, so obviously we would like to do that. We had a good relationship with them on Shadowgate. Mm-hmm. Um, never looked into Epic. Um, I know it's a, you know, that's the exclusivity thing uh, is there. Um, but uh, 
we really didn't look into that. Mm -hmm. um, any sort of consoles would, would come afterwards, um, probably with more of a conversation uh, abstraction, which we love working with. Um, okay. You know, do that. Although we are Xbox and um, PS4 developers, we, we could do it uh, on our own as well to decide if we'll have to see how Shadowgate does on those, on those mm -hmm. things. Um, I guess one of the, the maybe a cool thing is that um, we actually um, got uh, Argonus running on um, the Vive, mm. and so uh, it's pretty it's pretty neat to be teleporting around the beach and um, you know Talos, the bronze giant that's what 100 meters tall or whatever is walking above you. It's it's yeah. pretty surreal. So um, we may we may we may jump down there. We might do that. I know that that's a very um, well, you know, it's it's a very you know it's a very niche market still VR, right, right. Um, but um, but we love you know I love playing games on the Vive. I still I'm like Beat Saber crazy and <laughs> and um, and I think a, a good another good you know really good adventure game on there it would work really well. Sure. I mean there are some things that you have to you know work around and some restrictions and stuff, but uh, I think it would be really neat. So we may do that. Okay, that sounds really neat. All right, well, I think that does it for my questions about the game. Now okay. we get to do my favorite part of the show, which is the in-game, uh, and it is also the scariest Are you going to play music? No, there's no okay. music. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the first question is, is the simplest, uh, but it's not easy, and it's who's your favorite video game character? This can be a hero, a sidekick, a villain, whatever the case. Um, yeah. Um, so could I say it's the it's the marine from doom yeah, <clears throat> so doom guy. this just yeah because i was always a first person guy and i'm not really a first person shooter guy mm -hmm. but there was something about um i even uh, probably because i back to looking at it as, as far as artwork that i know you can't see your guy except for the icon in the you know in the corner and then he gets beat up as he goes and right. i i just remember watching that as uh, when it first came out so i would say i would say it's the it's the uh, unnamed Marine. <clears throat> Sounds good. I think there was something recently released that it turns out that uh, <clears throat> Doom Guy is actually like a, a long lost descendant of um, a BJ Blauskowitz from Wolfenstein and like Commander oh, nice. Keen is actually related in there somehow. That's nice. That's nice. The... I was I was a bigger Heretic fan than I was hmm. a Doom fan. Do you ever play Heretic? I'm not. I have them, and I've always wanted to get into them, but I've just, never actually It's just great. Them. I mean, you can become an uh, invulnerable flying chicken in that game, and that's <laughs> that's just the greatest. But I would well, say that, it's a marine. Okay, I was going to say, you just a mistake <clears> with <throat> invulnerable flying chicken. It's, uh, I, I like have a great story be. about that. I'll tell you some other time. <laughs> How I killed somebody as an invulnerable flying chicken is just <laughs> it's amazing. It took about 10 minutes to peck him to death, but it was great. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, so if you could replay any video game again for the first time, have that first experience with it, you don't have to worry about it aging poorly. Uh, now before the, the show started, we were talking about yeah. it's difficult to go back to games. But if you could yeah, go back is. to a game and have that original experience, what would you like to play? Um, so this is going to really date me, but um, there was a game called Venture, and it was on the Apple II. Mm -hmm. And it really was just um, – you know, keyboard icons and stuff, and you're moving through a dungeon, just revealing a dungeon. And I've tried to play it again, and it just doesn't work. But mm. if I could relive that 
Oh, wait, I'm going to change it. Change it. <laughs> I'm going to change it right now because I'm going to tell you what it is. I was in eighth grade, and uh, you'd go to the library, and you would dial up. You'd have a dial-up phone, and you would hope to get a password to the local community college because they had a multiplayer game called um, Kingdom, and it was all just text. It was, you know, go north, go south, go right. Mm-hmm. It was just text going – you've played a text-based mud, right? Yep. And so, uh, and it was a great game and we only could get it on the, you could only reserve the library computer for a half an hour a day. And I, and you would go in and you would, and then you'd come across a monster and it would say, you're, you're, you know, you've come across the goblin. What do you wish to do? And it would be like one equals run two equals fight. And then as you progressed in your level, you would, um, and then, you know, you would get other, other you know, three equals magic, four would be transform. You get all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. So it would just be, you hit the goblin for two, two hit points. The goblin hits you for one, that type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you go up in the levels. Well, it was just, it was just the greatest game as a kid. And I can still feel, you know, what it, what it was like. But, um, mm-hmm. and then every now and then you got, you know, you come across a goblin, you're like, ah, I don't want to fight a goblin again. So you had this transform <laughs> and you could transform him into another monster. And every now and then you transformed him into Dr. Death. Which was a bad thing, Doctor Death. <laughs> you hit Doctor like Death for thing. two hits. <laughs> Doctor Death hits you for sixteen thousand hits. You're dead. And then it was permadeath, and then you'd have to start over. But so it would be Kingdom. And I've looked for this code, and I've got to find it. So if you ever hmm. find the code for Kingdom, let me know. I will let you know. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Good. Great question. I'm glad I, I was able to share it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, similar kind of question. If you could give a game a second chance, so whether you played it at a bad time in your life or you, it just didn't jive with you or you feel like you should have liked it and you, you didn't, whatever the case may be, uh, what would you like to give a second shot? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a newer, a, you know, not really new, but um, do you know Champions Online, massively multiplayer game? Mm-hmm. So, right, it's kind of by the same guys that were working on City of Heroes, City of Villains, which yeah. I loved. Um, I've tried to get into it and play it because I love superheroes. I like MMOs, and um, I just struggle with the UI. Mm-hmm. And so um, that would be a game that I, I would like to do it again. Okay. Except that I don't have any time. That's... Between working and working on, on Argonus, I don't have any time. So sinking time into an MMO would be tough, but I would say Champions Online. Well, that's the great thing about these questions. They have no real repercussions on real life. So. Yeah, exactly. In this scenario, you actually get to play it. So. Right, right, right. Good. I agree. Uh, it's great. Okay. I love it now. <laughs> All right. So what is, uh, what is a trend in video games, uh, whether it's a current one or an old one, but it's something that you feel like more games should do? Should do. Mm-hmm. Okay, a, I would love to trend. say. Should, yeah. Can can I say bad trend, or you want to just go with good trend? That, that's the next question, so you can't answer okay, that now. Yeah, yeah. Good trend in games. Um, wow, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I would, I would say, I would say, I'm seeing, you know, uh, games that are doing, uh, spending a little bit more time with storytelling, self storytelling. Sure. I can tell that you love that too. Um, you know that that uh, care you know that realize that it's not just this let's just go in and kill everybody and be done or whatever um i, I you know i'm not a big fan of of uh, the big arena games and stuff but um the games that that do come out and spend a lot more time uh you know on on the storytelling aspect and everything to pull players in um i i love and and that's not 
it's not I don't know that it's anything new, but I think it's becoming more and more appreciated. So Yeah. Absolutely. Um I'm gonna go ahead and um this probably bad etiquette on interviewing you for, for yeah. your game, but I'm gonna plug a completely different game for just a second. Yep. Uh, this Do is it. a recommendation for you as well. Uh Plague Tale uh Innocence by um Asobo Games and Focus Home Interactive. Uh just recently came out from when we we're recording this. Um, I got to review it, and it is a fantastic story-driven game set uh, mm-hmm. during the um, the plague, during the Hundred Years' War, uh, about a girl named Amicia and her brother tried to basically survive through France. And there's rats, and it's it's amazing. It is. Um, I've seen the I've seen the video of it. Yeah, it's awesome. So good. Uh, would yeah. absolutely recommend that to, to anybody. Um, so anyway, um, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> I, again, I've only seen I've only seen the. Um, some video gameplay of it, uh, but it's stunning. Yeah. And so even though I haven't played it, I recommend it as well. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. So now uh, getting to the questions. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't have, like microtransactions. Yeah. No, that's, that's probably the most popular one. Uh, nobody yeah. likes them except for the people that uh, get their pockets lined by them. I think. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Uh, so you, you're getting to make video games, and that is awesome. Uh, this, uh, this question does not assume anything bad happens and you have to yep. do something else. But yep. if you could try any other profession, what would you like to do? Well, I wrote a book uh, once. Um, in fact, you can you – know, it's on, it's on Zojoy. You can buy it there. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's called the Solstice Treaty, and I, uh, I, I love World War II especially mm-hmm. the European theater. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I love uh, urban fantasy. And so I wrote a book on that um, where I combined the two. Okay. And, uh, and so it, I just, I just love doing it. Um, I don't know that I would ever, if I'd ever do it again, but uh, maybe be, be an author. Okay. Um, I know that uh, because I don't write, um, you know, young adult lit, um, I probably, <laughs> you know, it's very difficult to get an agent. I actually had an agent for, for um for like if i if we put it into like in hollywood for a movie but i couldn't get i couldn't find a in a, a literary agent that was excited about world war ii and urban fantasy but mm. <clears throat> i think it would be that um and i'm glad i wrote it because um it really sharpened my skills for writing for argonus because i wrote so much of that mm-hmm. dialogue um but um i guess it i guess uh it it might be that or um yeah, I guess I guess it would be uh, become a, a, a writer more, spending more time writing. Okay, very cool. I like it. All right. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so I could uh, please you. Um. So the the final question of the game, uh, it's you're you're walking down the street, Doom guy appears. You get to ask him one question. What is it, and how does he respond? Oh, so, um, oh, my, my, so this is coming full circle, right? This is coming the, full circle, the, yep. The, right, right. <laughs> um, I guess I would ask him, how long was John Romero's hair when he made that game? <laughs> and he would respond, far too long. That would be, that'd be, that's the best I can come up with. I like uh, it. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. That's, you know, that's, that's the whole point. These are under <clears throat> pressure. You got to answer and Fun. we get some weird answers sometimes, but I'll, that's, that's good stuff. 
It's John Romero's hair. <laughs> so if I could change the name of my video game company for no joy, it would be JohnRomero'sHair.com. So that's it. Uh, that's good. That uh, could be the subtitle of, of your company. You Although I've him. never met him. I'm sure he's a fine person <laughs> and his locks are lovely. But just saying that's what I would I would, I would ask. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for the, the end game awesome. and the interview as well. Dave, thank you so much for sitting down with me and chatting about Argonus. If you could send us out by letting people know where they can go to find out more information about the game. Right, yes. You just um, If you go to Argonus.com, it'll redirect you to Zojoy.com or just go to Zojoy, which is Z-O-J-O-I.com. Um, and then you can just click off the homepage. You can see uh, the trailer which has been very well received, um, you know, that we put together and then, um, and then, you know, the DLC information, um, you can also look up Argonus on steam. You can get a, just kind of, you know, you know, but it's pretty much the same information. So, but please, if you do go to steam, please add us to your, uh, to your wish list. So appreciate that. Absolutely. And there'll be links to, uh, to all that stuff in the show notes for people to get to easily. So again, Excellent. thank you uh, for, for sitting down with me and chatting about the game. I enjoyed talking to you and good luck as you finish the game. You've got hopefully just a few more months ahead of yeah. you. Yeah. And then uh, I look forward to talking with you about whatever the next thing is down the road. Sounds great. Thanks. 